Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> okay. Um, my name's Holly, and actually this morning I, I want to talk about one of the hymns that we sang on Tuesday night. It just hit me with a new realization. Um, and it's become my prayer this week. I've been singing it whenever I can to remind me, myself of that feeling that I had on Christmas Eve. Um, the song is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And Carla said she'd help me um, if we could sing along just the first verse and refrain. Fifty-four. I was sitting here in this space, feeling this crescendo of joy. Yes, the song has a longing mood, um, but the word rejoice just kept echoing. It was so clearly a term for how to be right now, a, a posture for the present, rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice now. But I'm waiting to be ransomed from my captivity. Rejoice. I'm mourning in lonely exile. Rejoice. I'm, I'm waiting until God appears. Rejoice. No matter what's happening all around here, Rejoice. <laughs> that is both completely understandable, but entirely perplexing all at once. Uh, when I went to go deeper into this, it paid off with some really awesome realizations, so I wanted to share that with you. 
And I get to pull out my Strong's Greek lexicon again, which I, <laughs> I even have an app on my phone now, so you know how much I'm geeking out on that. But um, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. What does that line mean to you? Yes, it has the obvious historical, religious, even geographical context. But I, as with everything, think it has a deeply personal meaning, too. Emmanuel, Hebrew for God with us. And Israel, that word first appears as the name given to Jacob after he wrestled with God. I love this take on it. It can be translated as he retains God. Or in a longer form, he is a receptacle or a container in which God can be received and retained. So let's look at that refrain again with a new meaning. Rejoice, rejoice, God with us shall come to thee, O ones who receive and retain God. It sounds obvious now, doesn't it? It's like... Um, that we would be rejoicing. God is with us and will continuously come to me because I, like you, am a container for God. This is what I've been meaning to do all my life. I just had to wrestle with God a bit before I was ready. The most clever part about this song is that it shows us the whole arc of time so, and just like that, time collapses, and we're able to see the whole story and feel the completeness of all that is. In other words, the song shows us how to live from the end, with the end in mind, which ironically means it's not the end, but it's all points in between. Rejoice is available at all times. Rejoice, the, the universal energy that is God, is in me. Okay, so we explored Emmanuel in Israel, but what about rejoice? What does that really mean? And as I dug deeper onto this one, I was really delighted because it circled back to my message back in August where I spoke about Charis, which is the Greek word for grace, which is the namesake of our daughter, Charis. Well, get this. Rejoice, joy, and grace are all cognates of the Greek word char, which a cognate is, you know, they, they come from the root of the word char. So uh, Alan's going to laugh here because... The Arabic meaning of this word is completely different. <laughs> Don't look it up. Um, <laughs> chairo, chara, and charis. Those are the three words, right, in Greek. They're all derived from the root that means favorably disposed or leaning towards. Imagine that rejoice and joy and grace are all a form of leaning. 
towards God? Yes, a, a sort of pointing towards the source of all things. But grace flows towards us too. Re rejoicing and joy and grace lean towards us as much as we towards them. And they are in our favor. Grace is like the very energy of life leaning towards us. It's, it's like the flow. And joy is the awareness of that flow. And then rejoicing is delighting in the awareness of that flow. Here's another way to look at it. Grace is like saying, things are always working out for me. Life supports me. I'm always in the right place at the right time. I'm in the flow. I'm neither late nor early. I'm always right on time. No matter what's happening, it's right. Grace is incredibly soothing and supportive. It's pouring out like rain on this land, like sunlight on our hands. Or, here's another metaphor, because I like metaphors. If we, it's like a self-driving car. So grace is what takes us where we intend to go with seemingly little effort. And then joy is reveling in the novelty and precariousness of a self-driving car with full acceptance and trust and absolutely no fear. And then rejoicing is just bursting with delight for the thrill of the ride. It's good to be on life's endless road. But it won't feel like grace and joy if we are lost. It reminds me of the story of our Palestinian friend, Khaled. This is one he used to tell us, and we loved it when he told us. Back in the 90s, before cell phones and GPS, he used to, he used to live here in Portland, and he used to work at the gas station, you know, the one at Greenberg and 217. I think back then it was a BP, but now it's a 76. Across the street was a Shiloh Inn, now that's changed too, but every day, two or three people would pull into the gas station and ask where the Shiloh Inn was. And usually he'd just point across the street, um, but every once in a while, probably with a twinkle in his eye, he'd say, um, oh yeah, I know where that is. Pull out, out the driveway, take a right, go up a mile, to uh, 90, 99W, take a left. You want to get on 217 towards Beaverton. Get off at, at Greenberg. Take a left. And on the left, you'll see the Shiloh Inn. You'll know that you're in the right place when you see the BP on the right. <laughs> Are we aware of where we're even at? Are we looking around? Can we see that we've already arrived? Now, back to the song. Captive, lonely, 
morning. Yes, there's grace there too. Remember our hymn refrain, rejoice, rejoice shall come to thee, O Israel. God with us shall come to thee, O one who retains God. And at that very moment of awareness that God has come to us, that is when joy, the awareness of the awareness, experiences a second wave of grace. And then we delight at that, and it keeps opening us up into uncharted territories. O come, O come, Emmanuel, why do we cry for God when God is with us? When I was three or four, I used to have night terrors, and I would just scream, Mommy, 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 Mommy. I was totally unconscious. I was asleep to the fact that my mom was right there beside me. Yes, by evidence of my five senses, I am still captive, lonely, and mourning, but my heart and my imagination know otherwise. That is my sacred space that must be protected. When I lean into life with this childlike trust, I find the meaning of rejoice. That's not all. When, when I sat there Christmas Eve night and heard the words rejoice, I only knew how to rejoice because I allowed myself to imagine it. I found an image, a word, an idea that represented myself free from captivity and returning from exile. By captivity, I'm talking about the limits and boundaries I put on what I or God can do, but it can also mean a physical experience. So I, the container of God, in the still silence of meditation or in song, am given all the grace I need to create something elaborate enough to represent my problem's own solution. I soothe myself and then rejoice about it. By imagining, I use the language of images to face and lean into what brings life to me. In Mark eleven twenty four, it says, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. The word believe here means persuade yourself, as if the one we most have to convince is our own mind. Whatever you ask for in prayer, persuade yourself that you have received it, and it will be yours. Philippians 4.8, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That is prayer. That is the invitation to experience grace. That is the seed of joy. 
a single-minded purpose of thought that builds upon a foundation of love. I know that all true and noble things are possible because I know that my imagination is a space where that faith is first conceived. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Like the story in the, of the girl in Martha's message last week, she had an image, a, a phrase, a dream for everyone emanating out of her. You are worthy. You are free. An image of a hearth or a key in a lock or long grass in a meadow. What is it that encapsulates that feeling for you? The work we do in our mind's eye is like a potter using clay. It takes practice to build the image we long to see realized, but it's a crucial step in getting to that state of rejoicing. We mustn't forget it because we can't, we can never find what we aren't looking for. We will only find what we give most of our attention to, like a BP gas station. What can we lean into instead? I want to invite you right now. Let's, let's try this for a little bit. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Can you think of something you'd like to have happen in this world or in your life experience, either today or sometime in the future? Now, think of a scene as if it's like a movie that indicates it's already happened. Just go straight to the end of the movie. Like, what's the scene right before the credits? How does it feel? What, what are the details of the scene? Who's with you? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? Play it out as vividly as you're able to imagine. When you have a feeling, the feeling that you're, you're looking for, you can actually drop the scene. Because most of what we desire to experience in life is because of the way it makes us feel. Notice how it feels. Stay in that feeling as long as you're able. Identify that feeling and the sensations in your body. Where do you feel it in your body? You want to be able to go back to it again next time. Now, if for some reason it makes you feel worse, there may be a part of you resisting the dream. But that's okay, too. Notice how you feel. There is joy in that grace, too. It's all in your favor. You are wrestling with God, but you are also a container for God. 
As often as you can remember, conjure that end state. Go back to that scene daily and see how your life changes with grace and joy and rejoicing as part of your daily experience. I also invite you to do this image emanating prayer practice for each other. This imaginal act is one of the most powerful prayers we can pray for ourselves or others because it leans towards life, life's favor. It lets life's favor lean towards us. Instead of words in our prayers, let's develop an image of the other that represents their needs fulfilled. It's beautifully poetic and therapeutic for the prayer as well. To me, it gives new meaning to the term holding one another in the light. It's like the way the art, an artist uses light to give depth and perception to the imagery. Rejoice. Rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.